What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvert Supercast. We're here today with Beatbox Ton. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and I'm your host, Octavio. No. No. Uh-uh. Octavio. Shocktavio. Shaka Khan? Shaka Khan? No. Okay. Uh, what's up, Ton? How have you been? Um, just like every other episode, busy. Uh, we did have the holidays. I so know. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, they were great, right? Yes. All of that lead up, right? All mm-hmm. of that busyness and mm-hmm. trying to make sure that we had everything ready to go. And yeah, it's like I was speeding up. I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I started pumping the brakes. I was like, yeah, <laughs> pump the brakes, pump the brakes. You know, you want to sit there and relax and, and just enjoy, enjoy everything. everything. Mm-hmm. And we did at the moment. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's gone. Yeah. It came and went. It's now where I want to just take everything down. Yeah. And and I, I think this is this whole mentality. And I used to think that this was kind of like instilled in our brains where, okay, time for spring cleaning. But it's like, no, I don't think that was instilled in me. I think it's now that Christmas is past. I'm like, take it all down. Let's get the house clean. Let's, You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this whole like, it, it's just... I don't know the whole reason of the new year coming where when it does, but it just does give that feeling of let's start brand new again. Yeah, it's like right the, great, after all that. the great reset. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, where I'm like, okay, cool. We, we finished that, that game. Let's go ahead and pop in another one and start this all over again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it was, uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful time. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, Probably was, one of the best that we've ever had. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was just music nonstop, drinking nonstop. <laughs> yeah, big ups to Megan for making us Long Island iced teas that I don't know if there was anything else but liquor. Oh, yeah, and ice. <laughs> liquor and ice. <laughs> that was so crazy. Yeah, and then a lot of gaming, a lot of gaming. Um, and uh, yeah, that was pretty much, that was pretty much it, man. It was just, uh, you'll be missed 2020. The year that uh, continues to give. Yeah. Well, you know what? It was a great end to this year. And it, I know that's not the way it is for everybody and um, just a challenging year, but it, it was a nice end for our year. Yeah, definitely. And on that note, Tom, it's time for our roundtable discussion. Uh, I want to hear, I want to know your most memorable moments of 2020. All right. So most memorable gaming memories, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gaming memories. Um, Well, I have to kind of kickstart this with um, Animal Crossing New Horizons pre-order. Oh, Um, yeah. That was... In March. Well, that's Um, when it was released. I think it was in February. No. Or was it January? That soon? I would think they would do it like... December no. or November of the previous year of mm. 2019? Well, no, really? I don't think so. Mm. I think it was either January or February, but um, you were going to order me the special yeah. edition um, or limited edition, whatever it's called. Yeah, of, and that's always a challenge, right? That's always yeah. like, that's like a race where you're like, okay, I gotta get one, I gotta get one, I gotta yes, get one. Yes, and that's for the whole Switch. So it's Animal Crossing New Horizons Switch mm-hmm. edition, or I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and... You've always gotten me, um, you know, the Animal Crossing New Leaf one, and then mm-hmm. you got me the 3DS, 
for the 3DS, and then you got me the one for... The DS, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was the Happy Home Designer. Oh, yeah, I got you that and one. Then, yeah. yeah, so I've had a few of them, and yeah. this one was an absolute must, and we needed another one anyway because you knew that I would kind of like hog the whole thing yeah. <laughs> once it came out, so it was kind of perfect timing. And that was going to be my birthday gift since my birthday is March 28th. The game mm-hmm. was going to release March 20th. Yeah. Um, so you pre-ordered that for me, the Switch, and we thought a game was included in it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. usual, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> but it kind of worked out um, because we needed multiple copies for me, Tito, and Zion. Yeah. Um, and Tito ordered his. He got me the... It was, it was, it was a strategy. Yeah, for pre-order bonuses because <laughs> yeah. I kind of wanted all of them. Yeah. Um, so... He got one of the pre- the Best Buy one with a sticker of Tom Nook. And then I got the journal for Target. And that was a challenge because they had sold out. I know. I remember we we got you the console. We're like, sweet score. And but, but I didn't Tom have the was game. Like, but I don't have the the planner or whatever it was. But I didn't even have the game. And we didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't care. The, the game was easy. It's just <laughs> to get the planner now. So once you get the cool system, you want the cool planner. And then it's still actually in its wrapper. So she missed out <laughs> on that. And then we're like, screw it. Grab the Best Buy special thing. Right. It was like a sticker for your phone or something. Yeah. And that was kind of lame. And then like a couple of days later, Tongue goes, it's back in stock. Target has it. So we just <laughs> jumped on and ordered it. And she's like, I got it. I secured it. So that was out. Now, looking back at it, they re-released re-released all of those things well that's what you're saying i don't i thought when i looked at it it's a different journal um but the thing is is that it still has it's not in plastic or anything but it still has like the little sleeve around the cover of it and it's still like where my books go and that was i was like i'm gonna use it i'm not gonna let it sit there but i don't want to ruin it so i haven't used it no i know the feeling i know the feeling you know we pick up things from e3 and you're like I'm going to use this. It'll look cool in the house. And then you're like, I can't use this. It's too nice. Like, I'm going to save it. <laughs> you're going to ruin it. And, and then after a while, we're like, just throw in the trash. <laughs> I don't even care about it anymore. Yeah. You know? Yep. So yep. remember those so. Project Natal stuffed animals we had? No. Yeah. We had them from oh. when Co- when Connect came out. It was called yeah, Project yeah, yeah. Natal. Yeah, I do remember that. And we had those we had two the little, tiger. Or yeah, two no, little tigers. Cheetah? Yeah, a cheetah and a tiger or something. And a black... No, I don't know. I don't remember the colors. I took pictures of them a long time ago, and I still. Yeah, and then we threw them in the trash. Did we? That must have been when you say we. I think you mean you because you know I'm a hoarder and I don't let those things go. Nobody wants these things. They're trash. I trashed them. And And now I'm like, like, there were memories. Why they would have looked nice up here in the corner. Yeah, nobody would have known what they are though. They're just a neat, neat little talking piece. Why do you have those little plushies up there? Those um, (laughs) what are they called? Uh, 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 ties. Yeah, it's, yeah. What they, they're called ties. What else? Beanie, beanie, beanie babies. Yeah, I don't think they, they call them that anymore. Beanie do babies. They? Well, that's what they were called back then, but that's they what still. they look like. Yeah, and um, but even, even whatever. So we got you those things, and um, what else? What other mem- and any other memories? You want me to go with all of mine? Yeah. Um. Well, I think with Animal Crossing New Horizons. It was, it was released early due to the pandemic. So it was supposed to release on the 20th. And I believe it released on like 17th or 18th. Um, because GameStop's like, get it out, get it out, get it out. Because we're oh, going to have to yeah, close our that's doors. Right. And it's like, which 
I know they got backlash for that, but at the same time, if you think about it, the amount of players Mm -hmm. that that game had and how much joy that it brought to to people during like, you know, a challenging and bleak time, I think that I think that that game um, really brought so much more than than anticipated. It was the perfect storm, like that pandemic with that game was just yeah, like it made it pleasant well <laughs> it, I, I can't even think of a word because you don't I, I wanted to say livable but I know that that's a bad choice of words but you get you yeah, get where I'm yeah, going no, I know, with that I know what you mean it's and just a horrible thing that was going on and that brought some kind of um, relief yeah some kind of norm, norm, normalcy norm, what do you say normalcy normalcy mm-hmm normalcy yeah and i know that the switches were sold out everywhere for maybe um oh, yeah when the pandemic hit mm-hmm. you couldn't find we ring fit mm-hmm. was mia because uh, everyone was doing it at, at home you know yeah and then animal crossing was just kind of like gangbusters that that was the game that the world was playing well everyone yes. that had a switch and well yeah and then that sold switches um which it would have sold switches anyway but I think the pandemic really had a lot to do with that also. But it, it they were out for maybe like half of the year or more. For the switches, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was crazy. So that was another thing. And I, I know that those are all kind of linked. Um, I know that uh, we're, I'm pretty sure this one's on your list, so I don't kind of want to take it up. But the next-gen console pre-order, pre-orders. Yeah, Oh, but, but before that... Uh, I mean, we haven't been to any events. Oh, this is yeah. a year. We actually went to Pack South. That's right. We did. We did the Pack South. And it was lame. It was normal. It was normal. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. felt. It felt. You know, it was pre-pandemic. It, no one knew what was going on. Yeah. And then uh, we were going to go to South by Southwest. That was canceled. And then it was like you started hearing everything. Mm-hmm. Pax East, I think, continued. It went because they had the wonderful one hundred and one. There and I was like, oh man, what I would month love was to that? that? I don't re- remember, but because South um, by Southwest is in March. Yeah, ours is ours was in South by Southwest. No, Pax South, South by Southwest is, is only in Austin. Yeah, Pax East, East or West happened, and they had wonderful one hundred and one little things there, and I was like, I want that stuff. <laughs> uh, but I know that everyone was wearing masks and stuff. It was it was just that eerie feeling. Yeah, it was you know? terrible at the beginning um, of the year. So South by Southwest was canceled. So the last thing we went to was PAX. Mm-hmm. And that was in January. Yeah. And that was actually a stinky. Yeah, I mean, I usually, I mean. Sometimes you get some, it's always fun to see some of our friends. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, nice and I mean, him. yeah, because Devolver Digital, and especially now They're that they. are always there. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's still something. And it's, um, you know, I'm not going to complain about it because it's still something that we enjoy doing yeah. and we still have fun no matter what. It's just not one of those things that, you know, by the second day we're just like, or even after a few yeah. hours, we're yeah, like, a couple hours we're like, okay, been there, done that. Next. <laughs> but yeah. it's better than nothing. And yeah. especially yeah. right now, I think we'll have like a, I think everybody now will Pac have South a newfound. Now South would be incredible because yes. everyone's just like, they want to get out there. Yeah, and definitely. So. And then, so that was the events that happened. I do recall one of the biggest things that I kind of like, <laughs> I remember. That's not all of the events. What? E3 was canceled. Oh, yeah, that was Did canceled. you mention that already? Well, everything from January, yeah, was canceled. So there was no E3. But that's there was a no, big thing. Uh, there was no Evo. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, we're always like, let's go to Evo. And, like, 
well, we ain't going this, this year. This was the year we were going to yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, no PlayStation experience, of course. And yeah. Everything's just kind of gone now. But uh, one of the things that kind of stood out for me was Dr. Disrespect got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> he got banned from Twitch. And that was the craziest thing because they had released the craziest like promotion for Twitch and Dr. Disrespect. It looked like Marvel yeah. quality video. It looked so awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, this guy's, this guy's gangbusters. This is the Animal Crossing of Twitch. Dr. Disrespect, right? No, yeah, I know. And then out of nowhere, they canceled them. And did they ever, is that still under, you know, kind of hush-hush still? Yeah, so whatever happened, everyone's just kind of keeping tight-lipped about it. So... Which is you, really annoying. You know, it's, it's, I feel it's, it's got to be something personal. Yeah. It's got to be something personal. But the nosy part in us is like, well, what? What yeah. happened, you it's know? It's just so funny, and then... But that one really stuck out because he was the Twitch ambassador. Mm-hmm. No, well, Daiko's the Twitch ambassador, but you mm-hmm. know he was the the face of Twitch. And then all of a sudden, it just went like like a Thanos. He's gone. Mm-hmm. That couldn't kind of stood out for me. What else? Um, let's see here. So I was saying the next gen console pre-orders. Oh yeah. Well, before that. Oh boy. Before that, um, missing things. Xbox missing? hit. Uh, before this Series S price, that whole Twitter thing where someone leaked the price, uh-huh. and then Microsoft was like, "Oh, they were yeah. being real like funny about it and kind of like tweeting memes." And so the, the people had announced it before Microsoft, and Microsoft mm-hmm. said, "Well, here it is. Here it is. This is the Series S, and this is the price." Yeah, yeah, here, here, and here. Then, <laughs> you know that that happened there, and then but the Series X was the first console that they had announced because we're like, "Where's PlayStation?" Yeah. Where, where, what's, what the heck's going well, on? Well, it's usually like that because usually in E3, that's Microsoft's um, conference is usually yeah, in the before, morning. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then night, that same Sony. day is, yeah. So it usually goes that way and kind of Sony might change their game plan a little bit. But you know what, though? I think Sony had a co- that weird conference. It was Mark Cerny. I remember I was so excited. I was like, this is it. It's happening. And it was like, it was March 18th. Oh, I didn't get to and watch then, that. Yeah. That's it, right. Well, you didn't miss anything at all. And uh, Jim Ryan came out, and he's just like, all right, guys. It was just the weirdest thing because there was a fake audience, and every, like, five minutes, they'd, sh- they'd shift around. If what? I could get a green screen of that audience, I could make Really? Yeah. And then, so Jim Ryan left, and he goes, someone better to discuss the PlayStation 5, Mark Cerny. And then Mark Cerny comes out, and you got to love Mark Cerny. Oh, yeah. His, the way he, he talks is just <laughs> so unique. <laughs> and his mannerisms and... So you're, you're just like... And he's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, he's oh yeah. So he's sweet. a nice guy. He's so nice. But when he talks, you're mesmerized by him. Yeah. You're just like, I can't stop looking at this guy. It's like a snake. Like, he's a charmer. <laughs> but, like, seems genuine, not like... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. like a charmer where... Yeah, well, he psych. can charm me. He charms me all the time. <laughs> but uh, he had the... It was just the weirdest presentation where it was rather boring. Well, at the... It was, I think... I was working or something, and the, when it came out, the time was just weird. It was an oddball time, and yeah, it was. I couldn't watch it. And then I was like, I think I caught the end of it uh, when they were showing what it looked like. No, they did not show it. He just talked about specs. Mm. Like He gave out the, the meat and potatoes of what was inside the PlayStation 5. That's it. And we're just like, well, what does it look like? Well, what's and the I price? I don't remember what I and thought. Then, it almost seemed like they were teasing Microsoft to say, 
come on. Oh, come on. really? You go first. I'll go first. I'll, so they were like, they're going to be their announcement. So we're waiting to see if Microsoft was going to tweet the price or anything. And they didn't. Yeah. So Sony gave out like the weirdest conference, but dig- it was good for us because Digital Foundry did the breakdown yeah. of the internal guts. Mm-hmm. And then um, before that, everyone was just kind of talking, you know, the whole console wars, Xbox was 3.8 gigahertz, PlayStation 5 is 3.5 gigahertz, Xbox had 12 tw- teraflops, PlayStation 5 had 10.3 teraflops, so paper, it looked like the Xbox was just a more powerful console. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, everyone was just kind of like, dang it, Xbox wins, you know, and then PlayStation sucks. So they reversed it because last gen, PlayStation was the monster and Xbox was the weaker one until the whole Xbox One X. Wait, Xbox, Xbox One X, yeah. Yeah, I know. You had me thinking. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. No, yeah. And then, you know, yeah. Microsoft released their conference and everyone was going crazy because that sucker looks sick. That Xbox looks ridiculous. Like I don't, I, I don't think I saw either. And I think what happened was whenever you tell me, eh, it's boring, don't worry about it. I don't yeah. watch it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. I guess I'll let you recap me. So yeah, and then so Microsoft announced their console. They showed this the Series X and then the price. And I was like, I'm on it. I need it. You know, this is it. Like I totally want it. And then everyone started breaking it down, having their own little teardown versions, and and then finally Sony announced theirs and everyone just lost their their crap you know it was just like i thought it was hideous i still think it's hideous yeah i do too i'm like yuck but i was <laughs> like whatever and that that uh, that was the craziest thing because this was during the pandemic like mm-hmm. the pandemic had hit and looking at it they probably could have waited this yeah. whole year yeah they could have especially microsoft because they didn't release any games yeah oh god yeah so it's like it was just I think a it, weird... It probably would have been in their best interest because, I mean, look at what happened and how the pre... Oh, can I get into the pre-orders since yeah, it goes yeah, with yeah, it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, with the way the pre-orders worked for those, it's like everything's online and only the places that were open, like not all of the United States were open. Mm-hmm. Not everybody could just go to GameStop or go to Best Buy yeah. and pre-order things. A lot of um, the cities or states were still in lockdown. Oh, yeah. I remember they were, had to flatten the curve. They wanted two months or I don't, I don't remember. It was like a blur. What? When it happened, you remember? They go, you need to flatten the curve and oh, we're yeah. going to shut down for a month or something. And then it just never opened. Everything was just... Yeah. It's whatever. It's such a trying time, but... You know, people couldn't even get out to do it, so yeah, most of it was online. And I, I mean, I guess we always do it online anyway. Yeah. But yeah. for the average person, you know, that was a challenge for them. People who want to get it for their kids for the holidays that aren't really gamers and don't know. But not only better. that, more than that. I mean, because of what was happening, a lot of people weren't working. I know. So there wasn't a whole lot of money, I, I guess, know. circulating this year. I don't. I don't. And and pe- and it's sold. They they broke records like yeah, PlayStation and Xboxes. You can't even find them. So I'm like, I don't know how people are getting money, but I, I don't know. know either. I mean, the fact that they broke records and stuff, maybe it does have things to do with the pandemic to try and keep kids, you know, entertained yeah. since they can't go outside and play. So maybe it was in their best interest to do it. But you and I are just like, 
do it next year. You know, a lot of people yeah. like I can't afford to do it next year. But at the same time, it's like it helps me with my kids who can't go outside, who can't play with other kids, who can't do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with all that, uh, Nintendo brings some more happiness. The Mario 35 year or whatever with Mario Sunshine, mm-hmm. uh, Galaxy. Galaxy and 64, mm-hmm. which was really nice. It was it was nice that that came out. Uh, that was a good good thing with Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And then um, what else? What else happened? Happened. Um, we, I might be jumping all the way up till. Oh, Cyberpunk. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say virtual video game awards. That was oh, kind of yeah, weird. It was, it was the video game awards. It was virtual. I think, it sh- I think it's better this way. Um, I think it should, I should. I don't know. It should be one hour long and it should be virtual all the time. Okay. So if we put stipulations on it, then yes. Because when you're in there in the crowd, it is awkward. It's actually better yes. to watch it from home. Yes. But this year, watching it from home, it was awkward. And I'm like, what the heck? It's it, normally better to watch it well, from home. It was only awkward because it was too long. Because other than that, so. I felt like, yeah, this is what it's like to watch it but from the audience. I also think that Jeff Keighley felt a little more comfortable. He's yeah. like, look at me. I'm Everyone. inside of the bubble. I'm outside of the bubble. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, stop it. Everyone. I don't know. It wasn't a bubble. It was like whatever that thing was. Everyone so. did a fantastic job for that. That was probably the best video game awards, except for the length. It felt like I was playing The Last it of was. Us 2. Oh, God. I was like, when is this thing going to end? <laughs> but um, So that'll stand out. That'll be that weird year. And then Halo was delayed. It was delayed where they leaked <laughs> footage of it. And then it went, the internet exploded. And they're like, okay, we're going to delay it. And then you're like, okay, it's delayed, right? And then all of a sudden they're like, it's delayed again. So it's just not going to come out till like next holla, holidays. Holla, holiday? Holla, holla, holla at your boy. Um, but I mean, I can't even imagine game development during the pandemic. Oh going from boy. this is normal to, to now everyone working at home. Yep. Hence Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, and that was, uh, but you know what? Some good came out of that. The good that came out of Cyberpunk is for every other developer to say, Let's make sure that doesn't happen to yeah. us. Well, like <sighs> Halo, if Halo can't run on the Xbox One, don't put it on the Xbox One and put it on the Xbox One X. You know, don't don't make them backwards compatible or, or not backwards compatible, but don't make a game and then say it's going to run on a PlayStation Four or you know last gen and run like dog. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess I just have. Um more compassion for the team, the development team, than a lot of people did. Like, they didn't understand everything behind the scenes. And I know I've talked about this before, but I could just only imagine the hard work that they put into it. And when you work from home, now, see, I've always worked from home. I've worked from home for, I don't know, 15 years or so. Mm -hmm. So now that everyone kind of got a taste of it, you understand how easy it is to work later because you're like, oh, let me just get this done so I don't have to do it tomorrow. And you put a lot more hours into it than what you would have normally done at the office. But at the same time, you're you're doing that because there are blockers and there are challenges that you're facing in trying to get something done that would have been easier in the office. Like, how mm-hmm. are they running this through, through QA? How are they getting this sent over? When Do they mm-hmm. have their, their dev systems they had to bring home? And there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that they probably weren't used to from working in the office. And I think that a lot of people should have just done their research before picking it up and this whole debacle would have been minimized. Yeah. 
And that's my two cents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get I get all sides of it. I do too. I'm, I still get gonna, it. I'm still gonna buy it. Like mm-hmm. I don't care. Even it's dog I don't care. Like I'm just gonna get it because I just I like video games and I just like the whole process and mm-hmm. I don't wanna see uh, I don't like to see anyone go out of business, even mm-hmm. uh, what's exactly. his name? Exactly. Uh com- concept. Uh Keiji Nafune. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt bad when his game was kind of Trash, even though he kept milking people for more money. (laughs) Yeah. You know, on that note, you know, Wonderful 101, like, broke records for Kickstarter. They asked for one million. They got over two million. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a nice welcome thing. Yeah. I do have (sighs) another thing. What was that? So one of my game memories of 2020, which Mm -hmm. might roll into 2021. Yeah. Is you yelling with demon souls in the living room like a lunatic. And that yeah. was like a really joyous way to that. ring in the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that in a long time, actually, since oh, Bloodborne. Boy. So before oh, which we one moved were here, you screaming? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah, Bloodborne. I would. I was. Those games. They do that to me. Yeah, where I, just, I do I that with me. Boy, bosses. Oh yeah, Super Me Boy. Well, you do that too, and Celeste. Yeah, yeah. I, I do it too. Yeah, and yeah, I think. I don't know the last one I did it to. I think it was probably Meat Boy when I attempted to play yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe they should invent like a, you know, dogs have those chewing toys. Like give us like one of those did you a say chewing a shot toy. Collar? <laughs> <laughs> That's to counteract <laughs> the yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one oh, last man. thing that happened um, this year that, oh man, it still hits me. What is it? Uh, punk. One oh. punk was, was playing at the um, Street Fighter League Pro. Yeah, he's fighting with his crew, Alpha 3, and they were fighting the the Big Birds, Angry Bird, Big Bird, and Nef... No, not Nephew. Oh, um, uh, what was his name? Oh, yeah, it was SSX Samurai, but he's now Samurai now. But mm. um, his two... T- Punk's two teammates lost. And he was like, these are my good friends. Like, they're some of my best friends. And he kind of had all that weight on his shoulders, and he took out the whole squad which was like, that was wild. And then at the end where he's just like, I didn't do it for me. I did it for them. You're like <laughs> making my eyes water all over I know. again. And then he was just crying and you're like, oh, dude, I love you, dude. You're so, I love punk because he's just a cool looking dude and he's so nice and he's a nice, nice gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's so nice. So it was, it was fun. Yeah. I think I made him chuckle too when, when yeah. we met him. And so. Yeah, that was... Oh my gosh, that was really hard to watch because you felt yes, because you're you're like like my eyes are watering now. This is ridiculous, but yeah, because you know darn well how hard that was, and then the fact that that pressure was on him, and then the reasons why he wanted to do it, and then that was just his release. It just happens during they they go to interview you right after you're like, let me release first. (laughs) Yeah, don't talk to me. I'm crying. (laughs) It was just so good. But But I think it's beautiful to see that he's an emotional guy. Because remember at at Evo when Taquito beat him, he was crying. And I just was like, Taquito's my guy. Yeah, I love Taquito. And when I like punk also, but it's one of those things where I love both you guys and both you guys can't win. Unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately for me, for me, Team Taquito won. Mm -hmm. But to see him cry, you're like, Dude, you're already a champion. Like, you don't have anything to prove. Like, it's like Daigo. Like, you don't have anything to prove. You're the man. Like, you're respected in the FGC. You are, you know, punk the god. So that was like a way to, you know, to end the year. I was like, that was so sweet. I just really, it would be 
awesome if we could see Evo th- this next year. I I can't. Yeah, I don't foresee one. it. I really yeah. don't. I think <sighs> whatever. Uh, but it would be great. Yeah, yeah. I really want to go, and I want to take the kids. And yeah, I do too. Get some popcorn and watch some. <laughs> watch some. I was say throw get downs. some Red Bulls or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll actually. I'll have the kids jump in the tourneys just so they can see what it's like uh-huh. to play in the pools, and then. You know, we'll watch the finals and stuff. Lord willing, knock on wood, that uh, it'll happen. That would be great. That would be a lot of fun. So uh, that was it. And now it's time for some news. Isn't, oh, no, it's not time for some news. <laughs> <laughs> that was the news jingle, but that, it is not time for the news. You saw my face. Huh? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like, what? It's news time. <laughs> So that was not the news. <laughs> we already did the round table. We oh, didn't do <laughs> we didn't do the. We didn't have a, a jingle for that, did we? I thought we did. I don't even. My fight money! <laughs> I was just, my face was like, what are we doing? I don't know. We had the news jingle and the round table. We don't have a jingle for the. The what are you playing? I thought we did. No. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't. I'm still laughing though. Yeah, that's that's uh, round table music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the one. Oh, that's the one. I Tom. thought we had one. Well, we have the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing? <laughs> Tan, what are you playing, stranger? What are you buying? What are you selling? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have an announcement to make. What's that? Air this horns? This is the first time that I time traveled in Animal Crossing oh. New Horizons. <laughs> well, you did it. Well, Ground uh, control to Major Tom. I did it. I did it. It's first and only time not doing that ever again. Nintendo, don't ban me. But um, I missed Jingle Day. <laughs> and um, I was thinking it was on Christmas Day, on the 25th. And I remember on the 24th, you know, we did our gift opening. We usually do it on Christmas Eve. And we were celebrating the boys' birthdays uh, a couple of days late since Benji was in town. So we just had like a big old, no, not a big old party. Mm. We're not supposed to do that. But um, we had like all of these plans that one day. And I was like, I'm not going to get in. I'm not even going to look at Animal Crossing. It crossed my mind. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to. I'm, I'm enjoying my family time. Yeah. Um, so then the next day, after, you know, all the feast was made and everything, oh, yeah. and I was like, okay, I got to do my jingle day. Mm. And I was like, what? It was yesterday? Mm. So I time traveled back to yesterday or the day before. Was it worth it? You know what? <sighs> I told you. I, I was, was like, just dis- wait till next year. No, I'm glad I did it. But I was disappointed because usually during the holidays, you can collect a bunch of stuff Yeah. for Christmas. You get like Christmas piles and Christmas trees and, you know, all this cool stuff where all I got was like stocking thing for the wall and then a sleigh and then like a DIY recipe of like a stack of presents and that was it. And so not only do you always get all that stuff that you can do, you can get, I don't remember if you'd buy them or whatever previous games, like in new leaf and stuff, 
But you also get the ice stuff for rolling up your perfect snowman. Mm. So you could do a snowwoman, a snowman, and then a snow tyke and a snowboy. But in this one, all I'm finding online is that you get one large snowflake if you build a perfect snow boy, and that's it. And then you get a DIY recipe mm-hmm. for ice stuff. But I, I didn't really get a lot of Christmas stuff, which I thought, oh, well, that was kind of disheartening. But I guess it was still kind of worth it. Yeah. Kind of a letdown. Yeah, it sounds like a letdown. Kind of like my birthday. Sounds on. like a bore. Because since I didn't have enough time to build up a friendship with anybody, nobody really did anything for me on my birthday either. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> since kinda, it was a new release. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so um, I have been playing something else. We what? picked up Katamari Reroll, um, which is the Demasi reboot. Uh, mm. We got it for the PlayStation 4 since that just released this month. Yeah. We have it on the Switch. Yes. And I never played it. Mm-hmm. And... Because I played a little bit on the PS4 version, I went ahead and played a little bit of the Switch version as well. It feels really good. I'm quite surprised. I yeah. thought, I remember I loved it on the Vita. I oh, loved yeah. it on the PS4. That was Touch My Katamari. Touch My Katamari. We had um, Katamari Forever. Yeah. And we had beautiful, beautiful Katamari. Mm-hmm. We had Katamari Damacy. And then I had uh, Backwards mm-hmm. Compat. Uh, we love Katamari. We love Katamari. And Actually, then now there's Reroll. Demasi and We Love were made by Keita Takahashi. Mm-hmm. And then after that, just whoever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so those yeah. are the two that were special and then everything oh, yeah. else was still cool. But actually, I do love the 360 version. Forever. Yeah. That was lots of fun. No, Forever was PS4. Oh, uh, that was Beautiful Katamari. Oh, yeah. Beautiful Katamari. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so good. I like that one. Yeah. I, I do too. It. And every time you hear the soundtrack, you're, and it was just oh, yeah. weird because we were just listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. I was bumping it when you guys got home. Remember well, lines, even like, before that, yeah. like we were like last month or some, or maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I was I, bump, I was bumping some Katamari in the house and in it his was, house. I was listening to it in the car with Megan because we went to go pick it up, and I was like, "Megan, you don't know, you have no idea." So I started playing the soundtrack. I was like, "You oh, don't get it now, but you'll get it later." <laughs> oh yeah, that soundtrack is so good. Yeah, like, it's really, really, really good. Yes. Even the Touch My Katamari, which is kind of hard to find the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but Touch My Katamari has a great soundtrack also. Yeah, so playing it on, you know. Uh, re-roll for the PS4. It's just absolutely amazing. That's what we did I for the holidays. Love it. Yeah. And yeah. then today I popped in the Switch uh, version this morning, finally, for the first time. And I don't know if anyone's played it at all since we've gotten yeah, it. I did. Okay. Yeah. I streamed it, it actually. great. Oh, I think I might mm-hmm. remember that, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But that's, that's about it for me. So, what are you playing, Gusto? What am I playing? What are you playing? <sighs> I played... I played a lot of things. That, uh, my goal, I'm still grinding on that Call of Duty. Uh, it's nothing nothing to talk about that there. It's just kind of a... Uh, I'm just going through the motion there. Um, I did I did some Gears of War, that new DLC, Zion and mm. I. I was like, come on, Zion, let's play some, some co-op. And um, it was uh, pretty. It looks really pretty on the Xbox Series X. It looks very pretty. Just pretty? Yeah. Yeah, it's very Gears? pretty. Yeah. Gears of War, the new one. Gears five. is pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever used that adjective for gears. And it's, it's <laughs> you like, I know once you round the bullets, you just like right bumper, get the special bullets, like, like clutch. I don't even think. I just go. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's gears. I, have, I always, I'm a sucker for gears. So, but it was nothing special. It wasn't like, dude, you got to play this. This is legit. But it's nice to see them make some single player, uh, you know, some more. 
single player campaign, uh, especially since it is backwards compatible and it's it is enhanced as well. So that was a nice uh, welcome thing. Uh, I, I'm trying to finish off Ghost of, as uh, Keely would say, Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima, um, <laughs> and that game. I will say this: it's very pretty on the PlayStation Five. It's buttery smooth, like the frame rate and everything. But once you start playing it, you forget that because the game was pretty on PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> You'll notice from playing PlayStation 4 to jumping on PlayStation 5, you go, oh, it is prettier. But then you just get lost in the game. Yeah. Like Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. You never go, wait a minute, those graphics suck. You know, you're like, this is fun. I enjoyed that for what it, you know, for what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a while, I just, you know, now looking back at it, yeah, it was pretty, but I was really into the the story and the missions and I'm, I'm almost done. I can't wait till they give me an option of what I want to do. Do I want to be like evil or good or that's what I'm assuming. That's what like the end is going to be like. Yeah. Bioshock because kind of thing. Yeah. Because I have like my family's like honor, but I'm mm-hmm. doing things like in vengeance. Oh, so I'm like, okay, it's probably going to be like that where they're going to say, what do you, what do you, you know, what are you, gonna, what are you playing stranger? Where they're going <laughs> to say, what do you, what, ch- what path do you want to take? So I'm just like, Look, let's be honest. I'm going to kill everyone. So if you know me, that's that's how I run. <laughs> but um, and then I played some Destiny 2 with my son. He's dude. My son is an elite uh, Destiny player. Like he's got the Destiny jacket with his gamer tag on the I shoulder. Know. He was wearing it when he came over and I'm yeah. like, oh, he worked so hard for that jacket. Yeah. Yeah. He did one of the missions when it first dropped. So he was eligible for one of those uh, jackets. And uh, I was like, oh, yo, let's play some Destiny He had his symbol or what did it have on his arm? His gamer tag. I didn't see that. Yep. Oh, man. And then, um, so we started playing some Destiny 2 and I'm like, dude, I haven't touched this since it came out, even though I have it on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. (laughs) I have it on all the consoles. So I was like, let's try it. And dude, it looks looks really good on PlayStation 4 and, and Xbox Series X. I played the PlayStation 5, I'm sorry. PlayStation 5 version, and it looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it is beautiful. And unfortunately, we couldn't really do some of the older missions because they're gone now. And then I couldn't do some of the newer missions because I didn't pay for the new DLC. Oh, okay. So he's just like, you're kind of stuck, but let's mm-hmm. do some old grindy missions. Mm-hmm. And um, we did that, and he pretty much had to carry me because he's so, like, ranked up. Oh, yeah. And... I guess I was supposed to be stronger before I tried some of these missions. So uh, I did some of that and that was fun. Um, but the last thing uh, for the holidays, my son beat Demon Souls. Oh, did he beat it? He beat it. Was yeah. I asleep? Uh, I think you might have been out shopping. Oh. And um, I didn't even know he beat it. Yeah. So when he got back in town, he's like, it's time to finish it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So he just started grinding and. and I was helping him out because the whole time he he didn't watch any guides or anything. He's just blind playthrough straight up and he's crushing these bosses, right? <laughs> he's really good at video games, unlike his dad. And um but I've been grinding since he's been gone. So I'm like, okay, go here, make a right, careful, that's a trap. Hit that wall, it's gonna, you know, disappear and it's another, you know, way and go here and go there. And so I'm kinda guiding him through the game. And then he did it. He finished the whole game and Yeah, he started it. Uh, what, last time he was here, Thanksgiving, yeah, and then he finished uh-huh. it, and wow. he really played it like four days, and he beat that it. That is, that's crazy. Yeah, 
And then I was like, so he went to, I got Tan some gifts and he's helping her with that. And I was like, screw this. I'm going to start grinding on this game while he was in the other room. <laughs> and then I jumped on and I beat uh, two bosses. I beat the old hero. Oh, I think I beat three bosses. I beat the Storm King boss, um, which is like a manta ray. They look so cool, the flying manta rays. And then the Dirty Colossus. I remember the manta rays. Yeah. And I, so now I only have the blue dragon left and the final boss. And I'm done with the game. I've clocked in about 48 hours when I checked. I believe it's 48 hours. And um, I hated that game. I don't like those types of games at all. But that's probably my game of the year. That and Tony Hawk. That makes no sense. It's a weird thing. I hate it. I hate the game. Like, if you tell me to play Demon Souls, I'm like, uh, Dark Souls. And I'm like, I don't want to play it. I don't want to. But here it's, I go. <laughs> it's kind of like I turn into that monster. <laughs> <laughs> the one that that's yelling in the other. That I don't oh. want to turn into where I'm like, I know it's going to happen. I'm going to go into the sun. I'm going to turn into a gremlin. <laughs> or no, water, right? Water, yeah, yeah, water. And I'm just like, I don't want to no, turn into this. water makes a multiply. But I have to. I don't to. remember. And then I turn into it. And now I'm like, ah, I need to be alone. <laughs> that's hilarious that's a good way of putting it <laughs> so that's all i've been playing but now what is it what's today's date the t- december the 28th 28th mm-hmm. we got some hot spanking news Are they, can you say spanking news no we can't say anything anymore <laughs> all right Tom, what do you got for news All right. Well, we had covered the PlayStation 5 exploit where users were selling their unlocked PlayStation Plus collection. Oh, yeah. So now it appears that Sony started bricking those consoles. Oh, beautiful. Complete brick. (laughs) So for any of anybody... So it was just dead? It wouldn't work? Yeah, they violated the terms terms, of service, so they bricked it. The hammer was dropped. So rather than, you know, just banning the accounts, Mm. you know, they just... Outright bricked it. And, well, I mean, you're saying you love that, but it's been reported that uh, the Sao Paulo... Sao Sao Paulo, Brazil. Brazil. Court of Justice has ordered Sony to unblock the PlayStation 5 consoles that were banned. We can't. That's what I was wondering, because I was like, (laughs) how is this going to work? If the the consoles are deemed to be unusable now... I don't know. How... Oh, whatever. So... Anyway, so the a legal expert here had come out and said, um, let's see, it is as if you were accused of violating the terms of use of a streaming service, such as Netflix, for example, and were punished by permanently turning off your television without being able to turn it on to watch open TV, a legal expert. Well, yeah, I mean, about. I could see them maybe banning online services. But breaking the whole system, it's kind of funny. It is. But see, here's the thing, though. I, I think he's kind of reaching with that, though. Because no. you get, this is Sony's thing. It's not a we, TV and Netflix, which are kind you're right, of you're related. Right. There's terms of service. So if that's what yes. the, the terms of service state. Yes, you're, then you're, you're, can. You're, you yeah. can break that if you want to. So I don't know if this is going to hold any water. Because it's not like... If you brick a TV because of Netflix, that's completely yeah. But if different. you get a TV and you have to accept all the terms and conditions and then they catch you doing something, if it's in the terms that's and conditions. That's different. Yeah. That's different. I, I, I just think of uh, Steptoe. Steptoe, rest in peace. 
He was the old Xbox band hammer. He was the Thor of Xbox. And uh, I remember when he came out during the Call of Duty days and he was dropping them hammers. It was so funny. For the record, I got banned once, <laughs> once a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I do remember all oh, that. Step two. So I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm like trying to read up on this to see if there's any update, uh, but Sony hasn't responded to it yet. So I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that he included. Uh, so it says in this decision, so Judge Anderson Antonucci noted that there was danger of irreparable damage or difficult repair when it comes to their um, lock on the consoles. Yeah. So, and then it says in Brazil where the PS5s cost around um, 5000 yeah. they're, they're really expensive over there. But this is the thing, though. You know what you're doing. And if there's a terms of service and it's like. Yeah, of course. You're, you're kind of like, ah, oh, well, yeah. my bad. Yeah. But I mean, I know it stinks and everything, but I don't know. That's what's going on there. Yeah. So. And if you if you guys know how it is in Brazil. Uh, Drew Scanlon has a great paper cloth, cloth, mm -hmm. cloth paper map, cloth, cloth uh, map, yeah, cloth uh, video map. on Brazil gaming in Brazil. It's that's it's, right. That's a really. If you good see one. that and you see what's happening with the band, you're like, oh, it kind of sucks because everything is just so expensive out there. Yes, yes, yes. So the next thing that we have up <clears throat> is so <sighs> Sony Interactive Entertainment of Japan is losing oh, Teriyuki yeah. Toriyama. And he's a producer of Bloodborne and Demon Souls remake for PlayStation 5, along with Astro's Playroom. Yeah. So he had tweeted that he's going to be leaving the company at the end of this month. And then he asked his followers for their continued support. Mm -hmm. So evidently, he's going to still be making games for yeah. another company. So uh, I, I'm not sure. It says that he's going to take on the challenge of creating new game IPs yeah. at the new company. And this is in his tweet. And then he asked for... Uh, continued support. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh man, that's, I mean, he didn't make Bloodborne and he didn't make the Demon Souls, but he helped with it. And both those games were great. And then Astro's Playroom was, yeah. was great too. So, and then if they, they've been talking about, you know, everyone's like bragging on that Astro's Playroom and mm -hmm. it's like, well, gosh, is that going to even be the same? Well, let's be honest. They're not bragging because it's a great game. It's just because it holds nostalgia. that nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we don't know where he plans to go. Like, there's nothing said on that. But it's kind of odd that producers have been leaving yeah, the right. company recently. The Gravity Rush person. Exactly. And mm. Silent Hill creator. Yep. And that's uh, Keichiro Toyama. Um, he left at the end of September. Wow. And then also, um, so he went to Bokeh Game Studio, which he founded, of course. And then um, the Last Guardian producer. Mm-hmm. Kazunobu Sato, and also Junya Okura. And that was the designer for Gravity Rush yeah. for the entire series. I love Gravity Rush. I think I need to go back and, and finish that up. You know that game I just was told? We have we have the game here, but mm -hmm. it's worth a lot of money. No, we're not selling it. No, of course not. But <laughs> it's interesting to see those, those, those gems. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's the end of the year. We went over our Game of the Year memories, mm -hmm. so... Famitsu publishes their end-of-year messages written by members of the Japanese game industry. I think ah, that's so a that's really their thing. industry. So it's kind of like the Game Awards, which was our, our quote, um, journalist. 
Just kidding. No, not really. This is different. This okay. is like developers and all that stuff. And oh, cool. Yeah. So oh, neat. This is a, a couple of theirs. Now, this thing, though, there's something with um, the Super Smash Brothers director, the one that oh. never ages, you know, yeah. Mr. Sakurai. Yeah. He published a Famitsu. I don't think it was an end of, end of the year column. I think that was just a column that he wrote about, and I'll, I'll explain why here in a bit. But um, he shared the challenges that he encountered in bringing um, Sephiroth oh, yeah. uh, into Smash Brothers. Yeah. And um, Nintendo, everything went ahead and translated all this for us. But um, let's see here. We have a whole translation. But just for the main highlights, he was saying that he's uh, the second playable, uh, of course, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Amongst seven, Cloud. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, after Cloud joined. Mm-hmm. And so some of the challenges with Sephiroth is at the length of his sword. Oh, really? Yeah. So that brought challenges of its own in trying to make the character with, like, with long-range attacks and mm-hmm. then also making him hard-hitting. Mm-hmm. So they kind of tried to counterbalance that and making him not as fast or mobile. Yeah. But then that also brought challenges mm-hmm. of itself because it made him harder to control. And yeah. that they, they had to tweak that like as well. Like a tank. Move like a tank, yeah. I guess so. So they added moves to him that were unlike any other character. And he has like this winged form mechanics that were added just for him. Oh, so wow. try and compensate with all of the challenges that they were um, facing and just bringing him into the game. You, you know what's so crazy is I remember when they had released the Super Smash Brothers for the Switch. And uh, it finally came out. And he was like, that's it. I, I'm done. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I need to retire. And I'm just like, oh, wow, we're going to lose him now. Well, he didn't. I don't remember him saying that. I remember him saying that he wasn't going to work on any it was newer so titles. Much, it was so much stress. Drain. It, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. He was like oh, yeah, super stressed. The community? Well, the community, but out. also to balance all those characters. I bet you when you throw a, a new character, oh, yeah. you have to make sure all, How does it, fit? It, it doesn't break any characters. And oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And just like one character could break. And then you go, okay, wait, wait, Kirby can suck this guy up and turn into Kirby oh my Sephiroth. Goodness. And you're like, and then what's, what? oh my gosh, the dynamics are probably like, oh my God, I can't even imagine what that would be like. And then they want to keep adding more. I'm like, I mean, as the play, as a gamer, I'm like, yes, give me all of them. I want a hundred characters. But as a developer, I'm, I'm sure they're like, oh crap, here, here we go. I never thought about all that part. I know that it, it, has to fit but when you really sit there and think about all the different aspects and the areas like smooth out the edges of this puzzle piece does mm. it work perfectly or are we just trying to his force it in there his hitbox is too big his hitbox is too small oh yeah the hitboxes and uh, i can't even imagine that mm-hmm. so <clears throat> the next one that i wanted to cover that um uh i never know how to say his first name yasuke yasuke uh, Yosuke? Yosuke? I don't know if it's Yosuke. I'm trying to remember Yosuke's spelling. Anyway, Saito, uh, Square Enix producer of Nier. Okay. Okay, so he contributed fem- to Famitsu's, uh, Famitsu's <laughs> end of year messages. God, that's a tongue twister. So in these messages, they share like their 2020 keywords and thoughts about 2020 along with their favorite games. So this is kind of which, which is why I was thinking that Sakurai's was like a more of a published column. Mm. Um, but Dual Shockers went ahead and translated this one. And his 20, it says 2020. Oh, their keyword that's going to be for 2021. So his 2021 keyword is near. Near. N-I-E-R. Mm-hmm. 
And his aspirations for 2021 is that the Nier series is still continuing for a bit. Please look forward to Nier Reincarnation and Nier Replicant version 1.22. Let's see here. Please be excited. (laughs) The Square Enix. I know. Please be excited. That wasn't Square Enix that said that. Uh, Final Fantasy. It was during the PlayStation Experience. Oh, it was that one. That's right. Yeah. He goes, it's coming. Please be excited. I was thinking of the Konami one. I don't know why. Oh, the Konami conference? Didn't he say something similar to that? Oh, no. He goes, one million troops. Not that one. Wow. Not that I thought he's... Okay. I do remember that part. Okay. So his latest news, he says, so yeah, I'm still working on Nier. Oh, Mm. and then there's also Babylon's Fall and a brand new game. I'm so busy. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So it's like he kind of like kind of ran over it real quick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what he's looking forward to in 2021 is fishing. <laughs> I feel like it'll get popular again. Fishing is super addictive if you love games. That's oh, true, give me though. Some Sega Bass fishing, yo. <laughs> that has to be true, though. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta love it. And then, you know what? As a kid, I remember I would, I would skateboard to Furs. And I would grab the Electronic Game League Monthly, Game mm-hmm. Pro, um, and I would always look for what Japan was saying about the games, because Japan's oh, always yeah. had them first. And Famitsu was always a thing, you're like, oh, Famitsu, the Holy Grail. So it's nice to see Famitsu doing their, their didn't they have like a list, like a top list uh, for the games of the year, Famitsu? Mm-hmm. You have that? We do, but one more thing real quick. Okay. Um... Sushi X. No, Kamiya, Hideki Kamiya. Oh, yeah. He also contributed. And um, basically his uh, just relayed that Bayonetta 3 is coming along just fine, pretty oh, much. Man, it's been a long time since they announced Bayonetta. Yeah. I was worried with this whole, the whole Me Too thing and the time's up. and. Well, Bayonetta you know. was, de- was developed or created by a woman. Yeah, but you know how the, everything's kind of weird. And, and it's like Bayonetta, she's... She's a badass. I love Bayonetta. Yeah. That's my boo. Well, he basically tells fans that there's no need to be worried um, about it for the uh, Nintendo Switch exclusive Bayonetta 3. Development is coming along just fine. So here's what he said. Um, First off, many people are worried about Bayonetta 3 considering there hasn't been any new information since its announcement, but verifications of new systems have been going great and development is going very well. So please wait for, with peace of mind. Um, this is a copy of my 2020 comment. Um, that's also in the quote. That's weird. Okay. Also project GG title tentative has finally started moving. So please look forward to it. Please be excited. Please be excited. Oh, but it's, <laughs> it's Kamiya. So, but it, you know what? I'm, I'm glad that there, this is why I love platinum. You, I'm getting the games that I want from Japan you know darn well Bayonetta would never release in the States. Bayonetta would never. But did release in the States. You mean well, be I'm developed, developed in the States? Developed in the States. It, I think like, that would receive too much backlash for it. Yeah, it would be a totally different Bayonetta. Yeah. But we'll <clears> leave that there. Definitely. Okay, so Famitsu also released their game of the year. Oh, yeah. Which is? The Last of Us 2. No. Oh, what? No. So the Japanese didn't like it either? I don't know. We'll Maybe read our be two, three, four, five. Or. We'll read the top five list. But what is number one? <sighs> Ghost of Tashima. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that was a little too good. 
Okay, so that was number one. What was number two? Animal Crossing. You already read it, huh? I did. Of course I, I did. Know. But, you, you, dude, I'm surprised that the Japanese didn't like Animal Crossing over Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, maybe. I think it's what an honor for a Western developer mm-hmm. to make a game with, you know, with Japanese culture, you know, and for the Japanese to say, we loved it. That's an honor to be like, you know, that's that's I, awesome. I did well. I did well yeah. in representing. And you guys mm-hmm. enjoyed it, and that makes us happy. That makes you happy. Everyone wins. Oh, yeah. And then Animal Crossing, come on. Mm-hmm. That's just a no-brainer. All right. What was number three? I don't know. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, I could see that. They were yeah. happy. Yeah. That's good. Happy. I could see that. And then number four was Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Oh, okay. And number five? Uh, Sekiro? Fall Guys. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Good on them. Yep, that was a good one. Yeah, that's cool. I like to see that. I, like to I know, see, me too. Do you, you see the difference between, you know, the way Americans, what they voted on and then what the Japanese voted on? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but I side on with them. Yeah. With the Japanese. I liked it. I liked yeah, that list. It was I good. Like- so remember one of the times that we were at E3, and I think it was this time because I remember we had found out that uh, Kanye was being ushered around. Oh, yeah. yeah, by Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one of the last years we decided to attend. I think maybe that was like the next to last one. Yeah, next to last one. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were like, we're never coming back again. We're done. And then we come back again. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, apparently he met with Shigeru Miyamoto. Shiggy? Shiggy, Shiggy, Shiggy at the <laughs> Nintendo booth. Oh, that's, I would love if I could be a fly on the wall when that happened. Right. Because he's so weird. Like, yes. He's explosive. Like, he's all over the place. And then Miyamoto's like, hmm. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I think it would be a really awesome conversation to sit and listen in, even more so as you get more into this story. So. He he sat there and had, you know, a, a face-to-face meeting with him. But then he also, once I guess E3 was done, he wanted um, to meet up with Reggie vis Hell yeah. And Hell yeah. <laughs> they should do a, a rap song together. So he <laughs> sat down and, and had a, um, Reggie had an interview with the Talking Heads uh, with Reggie and Harold. I guess a podcast and Kanye had wanted to meet with him as well. And the meeting was at Kanye's fashion business office with Kim Kardashian there too. Of course, his wife. Yeah. Um, so he, he said he wanted to work with Nintendo and that Reggie had to turn him down. We want prenup. We want prenup. <laughs> Nothing that we need to have. But so that's where I'm like, oh my gosh, can you imagine just being there with Miyamoto where he knows he doesn't want to work with him? Yeah. I could, and he's just like, uh-huh. I can imagine Nintendo uh-huh. going, who let this guy in? <laughs> Holy crap. Bowser. Talk to Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you can meet with Reggie afterwards. <laughs> Although, you know what's interesting about uh, Kanye uh, is that his, the console that he, I think maybe one of his favorites was a TurboGrafx-16. Mm-hmm. And I love I my TurboGrafx 16. It had, it just had an odd choice of games. And when he was saying that, and he was going to name his album TurboGrafx mm-hmm. 16, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I know that's that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, because even though the Super Nintendo destroyed it, I loved my TurboGrafx 16. Well, it's Ninja Spirit, baby. It's so weird because back when he started hitting the scene is when he was like 
like sporting game stuff, you know. Well, he said he wanted to make video game music when he like mm-hmm. when he was young. But then you see him now and you don't see that in him anymore because I don't know, he just seems like a different person. Like he Crazy wouldn't play Kanye. games. He wouldn't do those things. But then you know, you see that he's trying to meet it that it's like kinda like going back to his roots. But this is a quote of what um Reggie said. So he said, um, part of it was talking about what he was up to. He was experimenting with a piece of video game content. He wanted reactions to it. He comes out and says, I want to work with Nintendo. We had so many different projects at Nintendo going on. The possibility of doing something with Kanye just wasn't there. And so I had to find a way to politely decline this opportunity to work with him. I told him, Kanye, you don't want to work with us because we're tough. We're hard. All we do is push for the very best content. Ooh, ow, right? No, but you don't tell it to Kanye. He's like, yeah, that's why I want to work with you guys. That's what I do. What do you mean? Yeah. We would not be the type of partner you would want to work with. And he looks at me and says, Reggie, you're exactly the type of partner I want because of that reason. It's like, oh my gosh. And then he also went on to say that Kanye has such a passion for the video game space and he's a creator. But it doesn't really say much more after that. And you're like, give me more. Give me he more. I want to make hear a game of this. where he, I don't know what, he, at the end, he'd get to his mom, like in heaven. That's what he had oh. mentioned. But dude, I would love. Because oh, his mom passed away, right? Yeah. I would love to play a game with, with his music. Because mm-hmm. dude, love him or hate him, that guy can make some, you know, block rock and beats. Like, I love his beats. I love, I his, love music. his music. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is where I had to separate the art from the mm-hmm. artist, like Bill Cosby and stuff. You're like, oh, separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. But uh, his music is good. Yeah, definitely. So. All right. So let's see here. Is this pulling up here? You got me a little new setup here, so I'm trying to make sure that everything's coming up well here. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was a really good story. I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah. So we talked about cyberpunk. A little bit. Yeah. Now, there is some good news for the team there at CD Projekt Red. They have sold 13 million copies as of December 20th. Holy crap. And this actually does not include all of the refunds that were processed at that point. So, And this is for both digital and physical uh, copies. Okay. And this is all from an analyst, Daniel um, Ahmad. I want Michael Pachter. (laughs) <laughs> and they had 8 million pre-orders um, prior to launch. Mm. That's, I mean, I hope they can fix the game. Mm-hmm. I hope they can fix it. <laughs> well, I know that the, the company stock dropped by about 22%. Oh, wow. Oof, that's not yeah, good. It says um, t- taking the company's market cap by $1.8 billion. Um, it has recovered somewhat, but hasn't stopped investors from considering potential lawsuits, which we talked about last yeah, I heard last about episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see if that's, you know, something enough to please them. But, and I'm sorry, what were you saying on that? No, no, it just, uh, I hope they can, they can fix the game. You know, I really hope yeah. they can. Like, kind of just please the investors, please the players, please yeah. everybody. At the end of the day, everyone just wants a good game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, speaking of 
games and maybe possibly new game, a recent job listing from Respawn Entertainment Ooh. suggests a new IP coming our way. Ooh, although I, I would like a Titanfall 3, please sign me up. <laughs> so the description says we are looking for a full-time generalist software engineer to join a small new team uh, being formed to develop a brand new IP. Mm. And then, of course, it talks about like the why Apex. join us part. Yeah. Um, ground floor involvement in developing a brand new IP. A uh, small team where each person's con- contributions make a large impact. We focus considerably on gameplay and good feel. I think the two main guys left. The Remember I was called Richard Zavala? <laughs> it was Frank Z- Zavala and... And oh, that's those? I would I always, remember those guys. Those guys left. Both of them. A long one time guy, ago. Yeah, one guy bounced, and then the last one, Eric whatever oh, just I left don't so his name. you know i don't know who was really left so he was still there after ruben zavala <laughs> frank some <laughs> frank zampala yeah right? i think so i think it was frank zampala Whoa, that was that was old time news yeah that was that was back when that was back in when the they day. came out with that oh they were the original call of duty guys yeah and then yeah, they yeah, left yeah. and they did and the titanfall i went bonkers because when you could bring mechs for, I, i'm a sucker <laughs> for mechs i mean who isn't Give me some mech assault. I want some mech assault. <laughs> but uh, when you bring the mechs down, you're like, it's it's go time, you know? And I don't know. I just want I want more mechs. I want uh, Titan. Titanfall 3. Titanfall 2, if you haven't played it, shame on you. So do you think that that could be what it is? No, I don't think because so. Because it's a new IP. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know what they're they can do i just want more i mean they did the jedi fallen order or whatever it's called apex legends um i don't know i'm down for some more uh, respawn mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. ea doesn't get in the way of it yeah. yeah yeah we'll keep you all posted with with when more news comes our way on that in that note um so laura bailey Oh, Laura Bailey, she's a sweetheart. Yes, she received an award, of course, we know from uh, the Video Game Awards for lending her voice to Abby in The Last of Us 2. And we've talked about her several times. She's extremely well-known for voicing so many video game characters from, like, games from Spider-Man and Gears and Catherine. Yeah. Uncharted. She Persona, was, right? Um, yep, she was Risei in Persona. Uh, she's done Lego games, Halo. Um, she was Chun-Li in Street Fighter Five. Oh, um, wow. so many, so many games. And then also cartoons and TV yeah. shows and everything. So she's now getting extensive backlash for giving Abby a voice. Yeah. And she knew there was going to be some backlash, but I guess didn't realize the extent of it. What? She didn't know gamers are crybabies? Well, I don't think she realized the extent of it because of maybe the direction Abby was going. <sighs> the hive went after her. Yeah, well, what she was talking about is that she herself didn't like Abby at first. And so once she started playing the game, she eventually realized, oh, Abby's not meant to be liked. But I get it. But imagine Hollywood stars going, wait a minute, I'm playing Thanos? I can't play Thanos. People will hate me for playing Thanos. Or well, you're remaking a movie and you're like, "Who? I don't want to play Hitler. I don't want to play him. Like that's gonna no, be- that's more obvious. I don't yeah. think she realized that Abby was supposed to be a hated character, and she's like, "This char- I hate this character." Oh, they're supposed to be hated, so it wasn't as obvious as what you're saying. Uh, it's I still, can't think of but another you're, you're, one. You're being hired to. You, it's called acting. 
I know. I don't know if this is like a diva moment or what. It's is just, that what just, you're saying? I'm just, no, I'm just saying that gamers or just people in general are just. Complainers. Dude, yeah, just relax, guys. Play the game, buy it, don't buy it, and chill. Get, get off social media. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And she just went on to say that Abby is just one of those most amazing characters I've never played. I knew the story. I I'm more knew- offended that she said she never played. You know, because you think these voiceover, like, Troy Baker would play his game at least, you know what I mean? No, no, not that, oh. unless she said that somewhere else, that she's ever played. Like, she, oh. that was one of the most amazing characters she's ever played as. Oh. And she said, I knew the story. I knew what I was getting into. And when it hit day one with Abby, I still didn't like Abby. I didn't like my performance. I didn't like the character. I remember playing for, like, three hours into day one as Abby and talking to my husband, Travis, and being like, I don't like what I'm do- what I did. I'm not good. This is terrible. Oh, I guess she was playing the game afterwards. I'm not uh, that's what I'm getting from this and she goes, "I don't know how I was cast. All of these years of work is for nothing." Yeah, so I guess they were playing it. And that Travis her husband is like, "Just shut up. Go back and keep playing because you're obviously very blessed right now." And as I continued to play, then I was like, oh, okay. I just had to acclimate to myself because I didn't like me. I didn't like Abby. You're not supposed to, you know? Yeah. I guess that makes more sense. So maybe not so much as a diva moment, but more so oh. you're you're going into this blindly and you're you're just saying the the script without seeing what you're actually doing until yeah. you go back and play it and you're like Oh, I get it now. I get how I fit in. I thought it was more of like, because we are our worst critics. Yes. So I hate, I, I hate listening to our podcasts. Even when we play with the band, like, I hate hearing it. And you, you're just kind of like, I could have done better. I could have done better. Like, this sounds terrible. And it's, it's one of those things where I was like, she's probably playing it going, ugh, I don't like this. I can't stomach it, but I guess no. not. I guess that she didn't understand where Abby and how she fit in and she'd go home and she's like, I did a really bad job. I'm ashamed of my but work. It, it and probably, then it, it was just the whole game. It wasn't her performance. <laughs> just the whole game was just terrible. <laughs> it was like, a, like 2020, 2020 brought The Last of Us 2. Everything in 2020 stunk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Be ready for your duck quack. I'll need that here in a second. I got it ready. All right. So Dbrand is a company and what they wanted to do was release skins for the PlayStation 5. Oh, yeah. That way they give the console a traditional black feel rather than that blaring white and blue that just kind of like stands out on your entertainment. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Entertainment entertainment system. Whatever. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) I was thinking. (laughs) So the company posted on Reddit that they plan to make a lot of money in doing so. I'm not ready. (laughs) I'll point at you. (laughs) Anyway, they went on to Reddit and they're like, okay, we're going to make a lot of money doing this. And then they also said, but you, holes, (laughs) I wasn't even ready now, (laughs) but you, holes, wouldn't be able to apply them properly. Oh, wow. I'm done. You don't have to have your hand there. <laughs> so instead, they're making face plates because, you know, skins are like adhesive overlays. Oh, I hate stickers. Yeah. And they're like, forget it. You guys aren't going to even do this right. So 
they don't want to deal with it. Yeah, so they're they're going to go ahead and make um, the actual plates themselves. And they said that the skills we've refined through the past few years of developing the grip case has uniquely positioned our organization to create OEM grade face plates. Oh, cool. Ones which um, means they're just kind of not really boxed all pretty. They're just. Is that what that means? Yeah, OEM is just they just throw them in something and just send them to you. And oh, like, oh, oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it says, with all of the precision, attention to detail, and needlessly elaborate packaging. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why. Okay, and that you've come to expect from Dbrand. Um, we'll be entering mass production on PS5 faceplates by year's end. However, we won't be accepting orders until we have stock at our Toronto headquarters ready to ship. I hope they're cheap. But check this out. Okay. So not only did they jab the the potential buyers, right? It's kind of hilarious the way they did it. And then they go, if CD Project Red taught us anything, <laughs> it's that selling products before they they're finished is a bad idea. Oh, dang. see, see, you oh, learn like, something, right? You oh. learn something from from their mistakes. Yeah. So that's that that's going to come out. But it kind of made me wonder about remember those um, kind of plates for the was it the playstation the playstation which one was it for i thought it was well, something there were plates that were going to come out and they were colored and well, then the company the, the game i'm sorry the switch has like little cases for the we no? covered it in a few episodes ago and because i'm looking mm. at the playstation 5 well i'm not looking at it i'm thinking about it in my head and i can't think of where those plates go but um, they were going to make certain colored plates. And then they were like, uh, Sony came out and they're like, yeah, no, you're not doing it. Oh, yeah, I remember the same thing. It was the same thing. And Sony's like, nope. But it wasn't a Cease whole plate, though, yeah, when was. they showed it. So it then was. how is this company going to do it? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, want, I want some plates. I want some black plates. I think it'd make the console look way better. Mm-hmm. Well, I so, don't know how this company's going to do it if the other one couldn't. Yeah. Heck, I, I probably wouldn't mind some clear, some transparent ones, just to see the guts. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess we'll Maybe. see. Maybe. So our last bit of news is that Sony Pictures uh, appears to be working on 10 movies. Ooh. Or, or TV, and or TV shows based Ooh. on um, PlayStation IPs. And actually, in speaking to um, CNBC... Okay. Um, the chairman and chief executive officer of Sony Pictures, Tony uh, Vinceguerra. Vinceguerra. Sorry, I always like to get this right, but mm. uh, it's not happening. Um, so he went ahead and announced 10. Uh, Vince Zampala. Wasn't it Vince? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. Too. Was it Frank? Frank West? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's going to bother us, right? I think it was Frank West and That's Vincent Pollock because Frank you, West from like, Capcom, familiar. the camera guy. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, so let's see here. I think that they might, he might have detailed a little bit more. He said he believes that there will be more integration of Sony Corporation's other entertainment projects, including from its video game system, PlayStation. We have no specific plans yet, but we have a program within the company called One Sony, you'll be seeing a lot more integration of Sony companies together, and that they're developing three movies and seven TV shows from PlayStation video game content. So if we know about three, 
and there there's some that we don't know about. Yeah, but they're, they've always announced like some God of War things, some Last of Us, mm-hmm. Uncharted. You remember the Ratchet and Clank? I yeah. liked it. I loved I the too. animated uh, cartoon or whatever. Uh, Sly Cooper never came out. Thank God that he looked hideous. They were going for like a a weird raccoon looking thing. I want oh, the gosh. video game raccoon. Yeah. I wish they made that. I would like a boy in his blob featuring Mark Cerny as the boy. That would look <laughs> so cute. Or inside featuring Mark Cerny. He looks like that little, he's got the most adorable face. Yeah, that Sly Cooper would have reminded me of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. That's what I think of. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I would like a, like a Ratchet and Clank, a Jack and Daxter. I'm mm-hmm. down for those Pixar looking things. Yeah, Sly but then Cooper. they're doing the Last of Us, and they're do- I mean not the Last. Of- I don't I don't care but, for those. Yeah, those and I'm like, like give Tomb me the Raiders. cartoons. Yeah, I don't want Last of Us. I don't want Uncharted. I don't want God of War. I want the cartoony things, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But uh, well, 2020 has been the voyage. I can't believe uh, it's just a horrible year. Mm-hmm. It was it was wonderful as far as us family wise and just yeah. being together and then playing games and stuff, but uh, just a horrible year overall for the world. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's it for the the introvert supercast. We won't see you guys till next year, and uh, we could put this year behind us. Mm-hmm. And um, the introvert supercast started this year mm-hmm. on September the seventeenth. It was a goal since we had done it back in El Paso. Gosh, we started it 2009. Yeah, 2009, we had the 8-Bit Fix. Oh, we were on point with that. (laughs) Yeah, 8-Bit Fix Couch Co-op. Yep. And then uh, we're bringing it back, and uh, I'm enjoying it, loving, have fun doing it. Um, But uh, I guess everyone just stay stay safe, and let's let's hope for a better year. It, It can't. I'm not going to say it can't get worse than that. Oh, don't say that. Tom, do you want to you wanna give yes, some? Yes, I finally have one this time. So and got? it goes along with exactly with what you're saying, Gus, so is that our hearts are with you, yeah. um, with all of you during the best of times and the worst of times and virtual hugs to all of you as we wish you all a loving, joyous, and uh, better year for 2021. Yeah, and, and even though everything, when you look, I, I don't watch news, and I, I don't like social media. We're introverts. We just kind of hide. But um, when everything around you seems like it's all chaotic and, and hell, uh, there is, there's still some good left. Mm-hmm. There's still good left in, in humanity. You'll, you'll find it if, if you look. It's a treasure when you do. Yeah, you'll see it. Or you can even help, you know, you can help with that. But uh, so I can't wait for 2021. It's going to be a great year. Uh, I promise that. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It, also, we are we have some some guests lined up. I'm gathering some guests. Uh, if if you live in the Corpus Christi area, you can email us at introvertsupercast at gmail uh, I also have like a a number. I don't know it right off the top, but uh, it also go to the to us as well. But uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Keep playing your game. Stay safe and uh, do some good in this world. You all have a good evening, morning, night, and many blessings. Thank you.
this for you. Ball, me take that one a personally Them a bun down weed and no a poor people call it land Ball, how you want a personally With the Pahams on Skull and you have folly Hold on there Ball, me take that one a personally Them bun down the